Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 245. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived, and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business, the kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon, there's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we wanna do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're gonna be offering you at least two special guest episodes episodes each and every week. We hope you enjoy the extra value, the added inspiration, and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with AC Tushel. Stacey, welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you here. So Stacey is an entrepreneur and business performance strategist. She started her first business in her parents' backyard at the age of 18 and turned that company into a seven-figure business. She's the author of the book, Is Your Business Worth Saving?, where she reveals proven strategies for pulling entrepreneurs out of a rut and launching them towards business success. She's also the host of the top-rated podcast, She's Building Her Empire. So many awesome things going on, Stacey. Welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Yeah, excited to be here. All right. So let's dive right in. I really am excited to explore a little bit about this business that you started in your parents' backyard. So tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, right after graduating high school, I was a dancer and I really did not want to let that go. So I decided to start teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard completely for free. This was not going to be a seven-figure business. This was just going to be something fun for me to do and something fun for the kids in the community to do. And the first year we had 17 girls and within three years there was a hundred girls still dancing in my parents' backyard. It was getting bigger and bigger and people started to kind of question, are you sure we shouldn't be paying for this? You know, you're, you're working with these kids all day. And it was right at the time that I was going to be graduating from college. So, you know, my mind started going, can I make this a business? How can I do this? And yeah, I incorporated at age 21. Um, the business now, I mean, I started 14 years ago in the backyard. And yeah, now it's two locations. We own both commercial buildings that they're housed in. Um, we gross over a million dollars a year, have almost 900 kids dancing with us. So it's pretty crazy. So I still have that business today. I absolutely love that. And so you kind of have multiple businesses going on yes. now, the, the entrepreneur business and then the dance business. And I don't know if you know this, but my background's in dance as well. And so I know a lot about that world. I grew up competitive yes. dancing and cheerleading. So that's really awesome to have someone with uh, that background on the show. And it's also really neat to hear how you kept that business and got it up right. to seven figures and then also were able to branch out and do all of the other things that you're doing today as well. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a lot of people that have multiple businesses or have had a business before the one they're doing now. And for me, here's the thing. It's, it's running without me. I do not work in the, in the locations at all. I strictly work from home. We have about 40 team members and a, a full admin staff. So it completely runs without me. It's doing really well. And I love what we're doing for the community. So for me, it's a no brainer to keep it. It just doesn't make sense for me to try to sell it when it's really not taking that much of my time. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's that's the ideal circumstance that, you know, we'd like to see all of our listeners be working towards because typically your vision for your life and your goals evolve as you grow. And so many times the business that you start may not be the business that you want to work in full time for the rest of your life. But ideally, you're able to get a team in place so that you can continue to maintain that business while you pursue your passion projects and philanthropy and other things that matter to you. So I love hearing that, you know, on the show and it's also really nice too because we have people that are gym owners and nutritionists and people that teach dance and gymnastics and karate and all kinds of different entrepreneurs on on the line that listen into the show so it's nice to hear the success that you've had but also um, to give them that vision of what's possible in the future when they do get the right staff in place to run the business for them. Right. And, you know, this industry is not something that typically is a seven figure business. So I think that's inspiring to a lot of people wondering, well, can I really make this into a real business and actually bring in an income? This isn't something that typically makes that much money. And that is part of my story. So I love that I hear so many people say, you know, I think I can do this too. When you start treating your business like a real business and not just a hobby, big things can happen. Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the things that I'd like you to spend some time on here today because, you know, the thing that I really want to highlight that you just shared is, you know, you're not working in the day-to-day of either of these locations, um, but you really have invested in your team significantly. And yes. you've made that a priority. And, and it's something that I've made a priority in my business as well. And it's something that I'm really working to try and help our listeners to understand. I think that there's a mentality out there, Stacy. Um, very much so with the growing online market of running lean. And I think running lean is a good thing to an extent. But Mm -hmm. I think that with a lot of entrepreneurs, the refusal to be willing to take one step backwards to invest in the right team members so they can take that big leap forward keeps them small and struggling forever. Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the hurdles and challenges that you face initially when you started building your team and then what that looks like today and what that's made possible for you? Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. So that has definitely been a roller coaster because we've experienced major growth spurts. And, you know, at times we were understaffed and we were just trying to keep our head above water. So now we've kind of, we can look at the history of our numbers. We track everything. So when we opened our second location, we can go back and look at location number one and what, what they, how many kids they had one year, what did they go to the next year? So we can kind of predict what's going to happen a little bit because, you know, we're, we're much stronger and smarter the second time around. We know what we're doing. And because of that, we can grow a little bit quicker. So it gives us a little hint of what's coming, but we like to kind of hire before that big growth spurt comes in, which I know can be scary for some people, because like you said, it is great to be lean and to not have that risk. But at the same time, we know that these numbers are coming. So we want to kind of get in front of it and really make sure we're properly staffed. So for me, that kind of means I'm spending a lot of money before the money is actually coming in, which is a risk. But as an entrepreneur, it's one of those risks that I'm willing to take. Yeah, I I really wanted you to share that, Stacey, because I've had the exact same experience in my business. And, you know, one of the things I I talk about on the show a lot, and and you're exemplifying this right here, which is why I'm, I'm loving this dialogue so much already, you know, is that you have to go first. Mm-hmm. And there is a mindset and a mentality out there today for many entrepreneurs that they want to avoid the risk and they feel scared. And, you know, they they 
they want to see that their business is going to do it first, right? And and then right. they'll invest when the business is doing it. And one of the things I talk about on the show constantly is you have to go first. And it's I I compare it to money in the bank, right? Like you can't earn interest on money you haven't yet per, put into right. the bank. You can't get the growth that comes from having an established team before you actually are willing to invest in hiring. So what are some of the things that you would recommend to business owners that are listening today that have really struggled to, you know, take that step backwards, to invest in building their team so that they can take that big leap forward? They want the leap, they know it's necessary, but they just haven't been able to get themselves to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been on both sides of this. So I started my first business with $0. So I really did have to start bringing in money before I could spend it. However, with this business that, you know, my online coaching business, I just, I've seen the results of hiring a team and having people to help you so you can really focus on your key priorities. So knowing that in this next business, I was spending so much money before I was actually bringing it in, knowing this is how it needs to be structured and this is how it has to set up. So yes, you can do it without putting a dollar in in the beginning, but it's definitely slow, right? It's it's a much slower start than coming into this and buying the resources you need and the team that you need. So I would encourage you to hire one person at a time. And sometimes I say to people, you might not think you can afford it, but even if it's hiring somebody for five hours a week, let's do the math here. You know, maybe they're just a $10 an hour person, right? Some that you're hiring. It's not that much money. You could probably look at your credit card bill right now and get rid of some of your expenses to offset that cost. I mean, it's crazy how inexpensive it can truly be right now. It's so true. And there's so much flexibility. And, you know, when I started my business, the first thing that I did was I hired a VA company for an hour a week. Just an mm-hmm. hour a week. They yeah. loaded my blog. They sent out my newsletter. They helped me with the techie stuff that I had no idea how to do so that I could focus on closing clients and marketing. And you're absolutely right, Stacey. There's there's so many options. There's so much flexibility. And if you put your intention and focus there, you'll find the money or you'll find a way to raise it. If, if you say that you can't, you won't. You say that you can, you will. Um, but I even say, and I'd love your feedback on this, Stacey, if you're a new business owner just getting started and you need to raise cash to you know, get Facebook advertising going or to hire that VA or to get your website launched, heck, get an extra part-time job. You know, absolutely. Do, do what you need to do to make the right investments because you're absolutely right, Stacey, money buys speed. And, right. you know, it can be a very, very long and painful process when you don't have those couple critical things in place in your business that you're hoping and, and waiting will eventually come that really a lot of times organically don't. You know, it's through your decision and your proactive, decisive action that they come about, right? Absolutely. And you're right. Money is buying that time back. So you have to decide how fast you want to do this. And not even just that. If you take too long, sometimes you get so discouraged, you just let it go. It's true. And, and you have to make sure that you're getting some kind of confidence back by people actually investing in what you're doing and wanting your services. So it really is crucial and critical to try to get that sale as soon as you can so that you do start having money to generate and have that bringing in. But I agree with you. Do whatever it takes. There was a time when, you know, this was back in college. 
I wasn't bringing in money with the dance studio. Yes, money was coming in, but I wasn't paying myself. Mm -hmm. So I was bartending because I was a full-time student during the day. Um, I would teach dance in the evenings. So the only time for me to work was from 10 o'clock at night till two in the morning. So I did whatever I could to bring in money to help me basically survive so I could fund my business with every dollar that was coming back in. Yep. And I mean, that's what so many of us do. When I first started my business, even though, same as you, there was money coming in, I kept working so that I could funnel that money back into the business so that I could springboard the growth. And that's the kind of thing that I think it's so important, Stacey, for our listeners to hear. Because I think sometimes what you see on the outside is not what's going on in the inside. And people don't realize how much sacrifice how much sacrifice goes into what you eventually see that, oh my God, this is amazing. This person's killing it. They're all over the place. They're doing all these things. Well, yeah, but let me tell you what that looks like. (laughs) You know, those first couple of years, let let me walk you through what my schedule was. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny too, because I don't think people, I don't think some people intentionally do this, but they'll say, yeah, you know, I started this business and it took off within X amount of months. Right. But part of your experience and your background is part of that. So for me to come out and say, you know, I've only been in the online space for a year and I've blown up and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I, for 13 years before that built a seven figure business and I came into the space with credibility and some connections and that makes a big, big difference. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's, that's so important for people to hear, I think for sure. So you have this awesome online offline, uh, situation going on here, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. My background before starting this business was in offline sales and marketing. And then of course my business is in online and now I, I teach and, and do both in my business. I would love to hear for you, Stacey, um, what maybe some of your top offline strategies are that you're using with your dance studios and then what those, you know, online musts are for you every week for your now coaching and leadership business that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So strategies, do you want specific in like marketing or team building or just anything? Just anything. The things that, you know, you, you feel are centerpieces of what makes you successful in each of those two realms. Yes. Yeah. So there's definitely major differences. And there was a learning curve coming into this. I was definitely not used to all of these online tech tools and everything, but you learn. However, there are so many similarities, even though offline online, because I can reflect back in my offline business and say, okay, how would we have dealt with this type of situation with this customer? Okay. We would have done this, or we would have gone above and beyond and given her this. Okay. Well, we're going to do that in the online space. There's so many things that I am taking from my offline business and using in the online that it's crazy. I don't think people understand how similar it is because business principles are truly standard, right? It doesn't really matter what kind of business. It just matters if you're doing those, those, that foundation, right? So that I would say overall, but yes, there are definitely some differences. One of the things though, that I've kind of realized as I was doing this was we treat our offline business, like it has to be offline. And there are so many things that we could be utilizing. For instance, virtual assistants, you know, we would never think to hire a virtual assistant in a brick and mortar facility. You feel like you have to know them and they have to come into your, your actual space. They don't work from home. They have to work there. And all of a sudden my eyes are opening to really anybody could be doing this from any location all over the world. So it's definitely eye opening to realize that you can be taking things from the online space into the offline and vice versa. 
Yeah, and that's that's a great point too because I think that sometimes some of the most interesting things that businesses do are the things that are totally unique that no one else in their industry is doing. And that mm-hmm. that's sometimes what causes that pattern interrupt that really gets people to acknowledge and recognize them. So it's pretty cool that you can kind of be pulling those strategies back and forth there. Yeah, and what's great about this is when I when I go to an online business conference, I will purposely in my notebook have a little area where I take notes for the offline business because I can take strategies and kind of tweak them and nobody in my industry is doing it because it's just not from this world, right? So I look very, very different than my competitors and they're probably thinking, where is she learning this from? But it's from an industry that has nothing to do with the dance world. So I do love going to a conference, listening and going, how can I use this in this way? Or even just walking into a building and observing how the business is running and how can I take that and put it into one of my businesses? Yeah. That's that's great. I love that. Very, very smart. So let's talk for a quick moment about your book, which essentially helps business owners to get themselves out of a rut and, you know, get started growing again. And uh, that, that book is, Is Your Business Worth Saving? Can you tell us a little bit about some of the, the top keys there that that you teach in the book? Yes, absolutely. So the book specifically, because people always say that's such a different title. I'm surprised you picked that. But let me tell you, it resonates with a lot of people. I I mean, the first week alone, I think there was 13,000 people that went out and got the book. So it, it might be an interesting title, but there are people really questioning, is this worth it? I'm still not making money. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I'm so intimidated to build a team. Like there's so many questions going through their head. So for me, What I love about the book is the only type of person that's going to pick it up and read that book is somebody who wants the answer to be yes. And those are the type of people that I I love working with, right? So somebody who's going, I know I have what it takes. I just need to learn from, you know, other people that are doing this successfully. So there are so many different types of strategies in there. We actually have this really great quiz that walks you through different chapters. And with that, you might find out that you're like killing it in marketing. However, you don't have systems in place and that might be something that's really hurting your business. So we really cover, I mean, it's a very general, like wide view of business itself, but it helps you figure out where you're struggling and then what you're amazing at. And maybe you just need to tweak some of those. Yeah. And I really like that a lot. And what's so amazing about that is uncovering those couple little things that are out of alignment can allow you to get exponentially better results from the things that you are good at that are kind of being hidden and tripped up because those other things aren't in place. So that's a really interesting way of going at it. I like that a lot, Stacey. Thank you. What other things are some of the biggest maybe learnings that you've had being having kind of the broad perspective of the two very different types of businesses, what's worked, what hasn't worked, failures, greatest successes that you would want to make sure are, you know, emerging and and growing entrepreneurs heard directly from you today? I would say be very aware of all of like the amazing free and low cost tools that are out there. Sometimes we are overspending like crazy. And even with the offline business, there are a lot of expenses in a brick and mortar business. I mean, it just, it racks up. So you have to be very, very conscious of what's out there and what types of resources you should be utilizing. Now, here's the thing. I am, I'm very good at spending money. Very, very good. However, because I'm very good at it, I have to find other ways where I can be a little bit cheaper on, if that makes sense. So I spend money when it counts and when it doesn't matter, 
I make sure that I, I utilize those free and low cost tools. So I think you've got to find this balance here because you might find somebody amazing at Facebook ads, right? And you want to hire them and they're going to be a really, really expensive price point, but that's okay because you might be able to offset that in some other types of resources. So I would be very, very careful about you know, how much money you have coming in and how much you can spend and know that that is a finite number and we've got to make sure that we, we balance it really well. Yeah, yeah, really, really good point there. And I also think uh, looking at your own P&L, looking at your own reporting and seeing if you can find the money there first is always the healthiest, best way. Like you said, you know, if you want to find the money to invest in something in your business, is it already there but maybe being directed towards the wrong thing that could right. be pointed in a different direction? Great. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's it's time to let go of these tools or software or, or even like repositioning people in your business to make sure that it's a better fit because you've got to make sure that you're investing that money wisely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Great, great point there. Well, I know you have an amazing mastermind opportunity that's coming up pretty soon. Do you want to give our listeners just a little spotlight of that, Stacey? Yeah, absolutely. So my signature program is called the Profit Mastermind, and it is a small group of all female entrepreneurs. And basically what it is, it's all about accountability. Yes, there is video trainings and things like that, but really what we're doing is we're setting our quarterly goals and every week we're picking a goal to make sure that we are held accountable. So I love this because I actually have somebody on my team called a client concierge where she is going, hey, Kelly, I see that your goal was this this week. Did you hit it? Did you not? What can we do to help you get that done? So it's a really, really great tool if you're sometimes a procrastinator, you have these amazing ideas, but you're not actually implementing them. So it's been a really, really fun thing to be doing. We, we actually kicked it off um, this past January, and now we're doing our second round of it because it's been so successful. So if you go to theprofitmastermind.com, you'll find it there. Awesome. And accountability is key. It's the one thing yes. about being in business for yourself. You lose um, having that outside perspective to uh, keep you in line and keep you moving forward. So that's fantastic. So Stacey, I'm sure there's people that were um, absolutely wowed by everything that you shared here today that are going to want to get in touch, check out everything you're doing online and, and connect with you. What's the best way to do that? Yeah. So my podcast, it's She's Building Her Empire. Uh, the website too, you can go right to she'sbuildingherempire.com and get everything there. Um, and then my Facebook group, if you go to she'sbuildingherempire.club, there's I think almost a thousand women in there already, all female entrepreneurs looking to really grow to six and seven figures. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey, for coming on the show today, for sharing your brilliance and for really giving our guests some great insights that are going to help them go further faster in accomplishing their goals. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kelly. This was so much fun. You got it. So that is a wrap. Thank you guys so much for being listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you haven't already joined our private email community where you're going to get the two-minute tip that's going to change your life every single Friday, make sure you text in the word IGNITE to 44222. You can become a part of that community by texting in IGNITE to 44222. Until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. 
Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.